So this morning, I want to share with you again from Psalm 23. Psalm 23 just started sitting with me early December. As I was walking and praying for our family and reflecting on the year and praying for my girls, Amy was coming back after just some torrid stuff that was happening with her at university in the UK. And as, as, as I was just, just praying for our December period, and many of you remember this because I shared this um, around Christmas, Psalm 23 just sat with me. And it's still a little bit with me. And I thought I would share the psalm and a couple of thoughts because I think it just fitted in with what I shared about the baby dedication. So it's a popular psalm. Many of us learned it by heart at school and, you know, said it in children's church and things like that. Um, Dallas Willard has written a whole book on the psalm. In actual fact, it was published almost posthumously, not saying that correctly, um, and it was actually a series of talks that he did. He shared a series at a church on Psalm 23. And um, so subsequently the book has come out and um, I'm yet to actually read the whole thing. But quite interesting what he says about this because he again encourages us that Psalm 23 is a psalm to be meditated on, to reflect on and to pray because it can guide so much of our lives. And I'd like to just suggest it, present it to you as something to be praying and trusting for this year. It's still January and it's, um, it's hardly a New Year's sort of sermon, but this is what has been sitting with me as we transitioned out of last year into this year. Psalm 23, the Lord is our shepherd. And in essence, if you hear one thing today, just hear that each of us needs a shepherd. So if you've forgotten it, let me read from the NRV. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes. I love the old translation. He restores my soul. He guides me in the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, I'm not sure about you, but the last couple of years have been a little bit stressful for me. Um, most people on the planet um, haven't had the easiest of times. And so, to just think of this verse and this prayer as I was praying it for our family, Lord, would you lead us 
into quiet, lush, green pastures. I would, my prayer is that this year I would not spend time in the desert, in the sun, in a drought, plague-infected land, literally or metaphorically. But mostly spiritually, I don't want, I want, and I'm praying for us, that we would find ourselves in green, lush lawns. You know those lawns that you see in fields, on farms, under trees, that you just want to, you just want to lie down on the grass and go to sleep. Have a picnic, but just enjoy. And then the other picture in that is, is in quiet waters. Water, running water, running streams and that are so soothing. We have friends that have moved to George. Um, you know my rants about George. It's like the latest um, mecca for people in Johannesburg. But, um, so they moved to George, that little place in Michalisburg. And her father, who passed away last week, had a bonsai garden. He used to do these um, Chinese gardening in this whole area. And there was a stream, this quiet little stream that would run through the, at the bottom of their property in the Michalisburg. And we actually did a few retreats there at different times. And there's just something about being in, in a lush, beautiful garden with running water that it, it's like, it restores your soul. It's like therapy. It's relaxing. You know? Um, these days, it's not so easy because, you know, and the power goes off, someone next door starts a generator or, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, but I think all of us need more of experiencing the green, lush fields that are a picture of what God has for us. The quiet, cool, running calm water that calms us and restores us. And so much more, so much more in the psalm. But the rub is, there's, you know, as you read the psalm, the richness and the promises of what God is offering us is caught up in the first sentence, the first phrase. The Lord is my shepherd. We all need a shepherd. Now, as wonderful as that sounds and as beautiful as the psalm is and as long as you've known it, that's a problem. Because since I was a teenager, everything that was drummed into me was, I need to be responsible, good. I need to make decisions, good. I need to take charge and plan and organize and, you know, just take charge of my life. That's we bring children up. Everything we learned at school is I'm in charge. It's all about me. In actual fact, you learn that quite early, you know, from when you can first breathe and cry, you actually learn that. And it's like, I want mom, food, nappy, bed, whatever, now. You know, and what happens is that we mean to grow up within community and society and learn as responsible adults that not everything is immediate. 
that we also need to plan and make decisions, all of those good things. But so much of what I learned and what our culture teaches us is that I'm in control, I'm in charge, and it's all up to me. Not all bad. The problem is when I heard the gospel. Because the gospel comes and says, Jesus came preaching a gospel of repentance. Mark chapter 1, Luke chapter 3, John, as we read this, Jesus came and he proclaimed the kingdom of God. And he said, repent because the kingdom of God, metaphors, but let's just stick on the Lord thing. God is king. Jesus is king. He wants to be the ruler, the patriarch, the Lord of my life. And that just throws me completely because everything I'd learned is that, no, I'm in charge. Yes, I would like eternal life, salvation, prosperity, a wife, children, you know. I, I want all that, definitely, but a king, not so much. And Jesus said, repent, turn. Repentance, we don't like that word. I mean, I've been preaching on it for 30 years, I still don't like it. Um, but essentially what it means is it means turn. And Jesus said to religious people, to Jews that were meant to know all about the scriptures, they were meant to know all about God, and he said, you know what, turn from what you've learnt. And physically, in picture form, and with them, he said, turn away from that, follow me as Lord. And then, in John chapter 10, he said, you know what, I'm the shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. They'd been following him for a while. But that, that simple picture, turn from what you've learned. Turn from the way that you've been living. Turn from the way that you understand your life and follow the good shepherd. I'd like to say that, um, as simple as it sounds, that's probably been one of the hardest things in my life. Because I prefer when I'm in charge. In actual fact, um, the Lord had a sense of humor and gave us two girls. And we often banter and laugh and everything like that. And um, we were sitting with our nephews yesterday and we were talking about something and, and Sarah just said, no, we're not doing that, we're doing this. And I was just laughing and I, I'd, I'd often just say to her, who put you in charge? And she says, well, you named me princess. <laughs> so Sarah, she's like, that was dumb, wasn't it? <laughs> but, so that's been a challenge, but, but seriously, to learn 
that to learn that, yes, I'm responsible. Yes, this is about me. Yes, that I have a vocation. Yes, I need to make decisions, get up, brush my teeth, do things, etc., etc. But I'm not the king and I'm not the shepherd. I need a shepherd. A shepherd that will lead me to places I don't want to go. To lead me to eventually what I turn around. And I, it's happened so many times in my life. I go, this is amazing. Grass is green. The water's cool. It's a lovely sun. How clever am I? And I realize, no, it's because the Lord has led me. So being a believer, being a follower of Jesus, means unlearning and relearning. It means daily saying, there's stuff that I need to do. There's appointments in my diaries. There's responsibilities that I have. I'm not dissing any of that. But to say the way that I do it, and so much more to say, you are my shepherd. As I go into 2023, my confession, my cry, my prayer is I need a shepherd. Unlike some of you, I've made some bad choices. Bev would say I continue to make bad choices. The things that I want that God is going, that's not my best for you. And so it's learning and relearning. Would you be my shepherd this year? Would you lead me? If you read, I was reflecting on the psalm this week. There's a bit of, there's a bit of I and me. There's a little bit of that that comes into it. But the whole focus, the, the, the psalm starts with such a strong focus. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my, my soul. For his namesake. And then there's a little bit of, well, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel, feel no evil. And then it changes again, immediately. It's your rod. It's your staff that comfort me. You're the one who prepares the table. You're the one who anoints my oil, my head with oil. Surely your goodness, your mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So we want to say yes to more of God's kingdom, more of his goodness, more of his love, his mercy. We want to say yes, more peace, please, Lord, with lights. Um, read the paper yesterday, apparently water's our next problem, um, Sister Joy. Um, but we're saying, no, we need water, but we want, we want that still running water that is, that is a symbol and a picture of internally and 
my, my whole nervous system needs to be just transformed by the running gentle brooks that the kingdom of God promises. We want that this year. But that comes with the most simple and powerful prayer. You be my shepherd. And so if you've prayed this prayer 600 times or never, that's where I want to end today. To say again, would you teach me to follow you? Because I'm a pastor, I'm no better at it than you are. Every one of us has to learn to follow. So let's bow our heads together and pray this morning. Lord, our confession, our cry, is we need a shepherd. Lord, we say that we prefer to lead. But we say to you this morning, you are Lord, King, Kurios, and the Chief Shepherd. So we ask you to shepherd us this year.